The Water Coolest daily financial newsletter is now powered by Barstool Sports. It's the only newsletter that I read every morning to stay informed on what the hell is going on in the markets. You can check it out at barstool.link slash watercoolest. That's barstool.link slash watercoolest. W-A-T-E-R-C-O-O-L-E-S-T. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Tea with Publicity. Today's episode is sponsored by DatChat which I'm so excited about. That is D-A-T, chat. It is a texting app that I've been using to communicate with you guys. I think we have like 300 people right now in the thread. So make sure to join it. Everything's always linked in my bio. I have like this big link tree with everything linked there. And what's so good about it is you, it's a safe space to talk because you can't screenshot what people say. And you could put like a time for things to expire so if you want to put a message that expires in like one day you could do that or if you want it to expire in 50 days you could do that whatever it is and you could just download the app and make sure to join my show's page it's called um, spill the tea with publicity or you could just type in publicity and it should come up and we could just talk about things that we love about the episodes, things that, you know, if you guys want to meet each other, if you guys want to hang out, if you want to open up, if you want to, I saw people talking about hair care products and what your favorite dry shampoo is. It's just a great way to meet other tea tribers and really connect. So don't forget to download the app and um, yeah, let's get talking. Also, if you do want to go online, you could go to datchat.com slash barstool to get more info or just download the app. That's the easiest way for me. Okay, guys, let's get into the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Tea with Publicity. I am here with my coworker, Jordan Woodruff. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. Um, Jordan's just joining me for the episode today because why the hell not? I... (laughs) Let me, like, break down what we're going to get into. (laughs) She's like, are you kidding me? Basically, I've been sick for the past freaking five days, so I don't have that much to update you guys on, but what I will do is update you on my life. Then we'll get into my interview with Kit Keenan from The Bachelor, Matt James season. Then I do do your Ask Alyssa questions with Kit on the pod, so that's covered. But Jordan is joining me for the intro, and then we're going to do the Spill the Tea segment together because... Jordan's like a celebrity news reporter here at Barstool. (laughs) And so are you. (laughs) And so am I. And I was like, why would we not spill the tea together? Hell yeah. Also, wait, can I swear? Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. Let your freak flag fly. Can I just say one quick thing about you? (laughs) What? (laughs) My favorite thing about Alyssa, and I... It, like, just hit my head, is you're probably one of the most put-together people I know, but sometimes, like, but you're also the most laid-back, casual person, which comes out of your mouth doesn't always fit. Like, your persona and I die. This is my, like, <laughs> life crisis. I literally was crying about this on the podcast last week. I was like, people think I'm one way, but I'm another way. Uh, people think I'm not who I am. I can see why. I'm out of control. You are. Literally, I'm like, she's so put together. What she says, I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, I don't know what it is. I think it's just like my Capricorn energy. Like, I'm so, like, inside of myself. But my internal self is a a wild child. Yes. Oh, I completely agree. Also, just, like, knowing, like, following you on social media before I came here. I get, I'm totally different thoughts coming through my head. It's so weird. It's so weird. To me, you'd be like a Gemini. I just think I'm like too much of a publicist. 
Yes. And I feel like your, like, inner freak wants to, like, Yeah, it's like, come bitch, through. let me out. Because you know what it is? I really just want to get on here and, like, rip everyone a new one. Yes. But instead, I'm like, what is the politically correct response? <laughs> and I'm like, let's get into no, the No, but tea. I have to say I'm a little more ready to just tear people to shreds these days. <laughs> I love that. I also love aggressive Alyssa. Well, ever since my Twitter rant... You opened up Pandora's box. Yeah, so guys, we I, I commented on this a little bit, and again, I'm not going to get super into it, but we had an incident at work where my boss was in the news, and I was like, I'm not going to comment on it, and then all of a sudden I went on a Twitter tirade, and it felt so good to just like get shit off my chest that now I'm like... Why am I holding back? Like, yeah. I, you need to stand up for yourself and, and, like, speak up. Yes, and once you start, you can't stop. But that's my other issue. I'm very impulsive. Like, I couldn't stop tweeting then that day. I was I like, know. I got to get off Twitter. Like, now I'm, like, power hungry. Yep. Oh, my God. So, anyway. um, Okay. Let me tell you guys what I've been up to. And I have some updates for you guys. So, last week, the tickets for my live show went on sale at 3 p.m. on Thursday. Was it? Or Wednesday. I don't know. I've been, my last five days have been See? one big blackout. <laughs> right there. I literally blacked out for five days. No, I think it was Friday. Oh, Friday? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even one of your options. I'm like, it was last month. <laughs> I literally am not okay. So my tickets went for sale. All I know is that the Tea Tribe is the best fucking tribe on the internet because we crashed the City Winery website because all of you were trying to get them at the same time, which is That's so amazing. incredible. That literally the website crashed and it was like we're experiencing unusual um, like traffic at this time. So the thing is, guys, instead of selling out in six minutes, like I thought, no one actually was able to get tickets because the website crashed. So if you tried to get a ticket and you think it's sold out, there's still a few tickets available that we released now because we saw the demand. So if you guys want to come to the live show, there are some tickets for sale. Not many. So grab them while you can um, because the website is now working it kind of it was great because I was like oh my god all these people want to come but then I was like oh my god no one got tickets yeah I'm so excited it was like a high and a low yes so if you guys want to come it's in New York City on December 8th it's a live show I'm having guests come on stage from TikTok I'm trying to get a reality star there's gonna be tons of TikTok friends in the audience people that I've had on the podcast so you guys are gonna be so freaking thrilled. I also have someone from Love Island US coming. Like, it's, it's good. It's it's really good. All my coworker females will be there. Jordan's going to come to the after party. Yes. I'm so, so excited. I want you guys to come. So everything is um, – actually, you know what? I think I need to put it in my bio. I'll put it in the link tree in my bio, the ticket link, and then I'll also just be posting on my story. So if you guys have any questions – buy your tickets they're cheap they're 35 dollars. i think so that's cheap affordable extremely affordable yeah i could have made them more and i'm like no i want people to be able to come and i want them to be excited yeah. to come. also it's like at a legit venue and you're gonna yeah, have nice. sick guests well also it's at a like a winery place so you could order dinner and drinks there Amazing. so like by the time i get on stage i need the tea tribe to be drunk yes. like i want them rowdy my 93 year old grandma insists on coming Oh, is Stop. she coming? I know. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed with my is grandma. Is she going to come? Yeah. So That's I go, crazy. my mom's like, Grandma wants you to get her a ticket. And I'm like, look, Mom, like, it's going to be a little inappropriate. Like, there's probably going to be sex talk. I'm going to be cursing. And she writes back. She goes, Grandma said she's seen it all. She's 93. <laughs> Let her come. Wait, is your mom coming too? Yeah. Is your sister? My mom, my dad, my grandma, my aunt. My sister's traveling, which okay. sucks. Wait, your she's dad's like, you coming? Had- my dad's coming. <laughs> 
I know. So I'm like, you have to come. Like, I know it's a little inappropriate, but like, I'm not, I'm never going to push the boundaries that far. Yeah. That's going to make them like. I'm so pissed I can't go to the actual show. Like. I know. <laughs> if it, if I wasn't going to something else with my roommate, I would. Yeah, she had already, it. Jordan had already bought tickets for something else. But it's going to be really fun. Like, I'm yeah. really excited. Um, And yeah, so I just wanted to tell you guys that their tickets are still for sale. So if you couldn't get one or if you were just like waiting, a lot of people are coming alone and they're in the Dat Chat group I have like this new app that's sponsoring the show that is like really cool it's a good way for people to communicate so people are in there and they're in my Facebook group and making plans and what I would actually recommend is just going to the venue early because doors open at six and I don't come on stage until like seven seven thirty so if you're going alone I would just get there at six and meet people and get a table and order a round of drinks and like What's better than, like, getting to know people over drinks and food, right? so. And I feel like your audience is so kind that they would welcome anyone in it. Oh, they're all so excited to hang yeah. out. Yeah. Um. Okay, guys, so that is about my show. Um. I need to update everyone on Couchgate. My, <laughs> my apartment, since I've started this podcast, has become a topic of conversation every turn. Like, first it was my mirror that I... Did you... Were you there for Mirrorgate? Do you know what happened? No, I was... I don't think I was hired yet. I wanted a mirror for my room. I saw one on sale on Facebook Marketplace. You know that big-ass anthropology mirror that everyone's obsessed yes, with? Yes, I wanted to buy that. I was like... It was on sale. It was $800 on... And it's like a $1,600 mirror on Wait, what? Facebook Marketplace. Jesus. So I posted it to my stories. And I was like, guys, do you like this mirror? Should I get it? Because I posted it was for sale for such a good price, All the Tea Tribe started DMing the girl offering more money. And they started outbidding me for the mirror. <laughs> so like I was planning on buying it. I hired a, del- a pickup guy. Like I was in. And the girl messaged me back and she was like, hey, sorry, like I'm getting a lot of inquiries. So I'm going to have to sell it to someone else for more money. You're like from me? So then one of my, I posted guys, like you outbid me, like I can't get the mirror. So then one of my followers messaged her and was like, do you know who Alyssa is? (laughs) She wanted the mirror. So then the girl messaged me back and she's like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, oh my God, like it's fine. Don't worry. I already ordered a different one from CB2. So then I ordered a CB2 mirror. Those are good mirrors too. Guess what? After a month, everyone's so excited. Like she got a new mirror. I get an email. It doesn't fit in the freight elevator. They can't bring it up to your apartment. What? So then they send the mirror back. I get a refund. You couldn't take it up the stairs? It was five feet, six feet. Like it was like a huge mirror. Couldn't get it. Oh, my God. So then I ordered a neon sign that said spill the tea. I love that sign. And then I got the sign and replaced it with the mirror. And then I fucking hated the sign. <laughs> it's in, th- Those are intense signs. I like the sign not for my bedroom. Yes. Like, I like it for a studio. And when, they, when they're turned off, I don't like the vibe of it turned Wait, off. Wait, guys, I think the sign is going to make its way to the live show. I think it's going to be my backdrop. You should, like, bring it for the office. I know. That'd be a sick backdrop. for what we're doing. Yeah. Like um... That. So, I know, I want to break into the office. I think I just need to get the green light before I, like, hang it in a conference room. <laughs> we're just, like, take the big last stool down. The yeah, like, before I just, like, mat it to a wall. <laughs> but, so, anyway, so, then I got the neon sign. Then I hated the neon sign. Then I got the shoe shelves. Now I'm finally happy. So, now the second saga is um, I, my furniture, guys, in my apartment was a furniture partnership. So basically, this furniture company rent. They lent me furniture for a year. That was our partnership was one year. Oh, it wasn't so, permanently given. No, to you? No, so my couch, my table, everything was given to That's me. That's a thing. 
It's temporary. Yes. Which was amazing because I didn't have to spend money on furniture. And I yeah. really liked the stuff. My apartment looked beautiful. But when it came time to for the partnership to end, it was either buy out the furniture from them at a discounted rate or give it back. So I bought out my bed, like my mattress, my nightstands. But I was like, I'm going to get the couch in my dreams. Like, I'm not going to buy a couch from these people if it's not the couch I love. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to buy my own couch. I'm going to get a vintage, um, like, coffee table. So I bought my coffee table. Gorgeous. Came in from a vintage place in Brooklyn. Bought, bought my couch in August. Knowing how delayed furniture was, it said, but Biden, August will come in November. My furniture lease was up in November. So I'm like, oh, my God, that's perfect. Order my couch in August for a November 5th to 15th delivery window. I get an email on the 20th. Hey, here's your new shipping date. January 25th to February 5th. Shut up. So now my couch. That's like six months from August. That's six months from August. So now my couch isn't coming until probably February, if not gets pushed back later than that. And I'm like, I don't have a couch. I can't just lay in my bed every day. Like, no. That is depressing. And you have, I'm, sh- I'm assuming you host every once in a while or you have friends like, well, over. So I have no couch. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? So I remembered seeing something on like TikTok maybe or like Instagram about someone buying an inflatable couch that looked like an air mattress, but it was a couch. So I'm like, let me just look into this. So I ordered my inflatable couch. It's coming today. And now I'm secretly so excited for it. Wait, I was so curious of why. Because I was like, like, I was like, well, this is not going to have a permanent blow-up couch. That's not your vibe. <laughs> You're like, I was what? so confused. I'm like, that's not something Alyssa would do. Well, everyone was DMing me, my followers, being like, I got that when I was in college, like, temporarily. And me and my roommates wound up loving it so much, we never got rid of it. I believe it. People were messaging me being like, I got that as a joke. And, like, I'm, I'm obsessed with it. So I'm cracking up because it's a couch, but it folds out into a bed wait you're serious so what i'm gonna do i'm like i'm having my friends over and i'm gonna put pillows and twinkle lights and like make it like a drive-in like movie theater (laughs) i love that i know so like i'm making the i'm making the best out of it and the vibe if we i know anything okay so we'll just tease it here yeah guys so jordan and i both love pop culture so much and i mean no one gave us the green light to do this but we're just going to do it ourselves we decided we're just going to start doing like little weekly um entertainment news recaps on the chicks pages so if you start seeing us collaborate the first thing that we're doing actually let's save this for the spill the tea segment because i do want to get into it but we'll talk about that when we when we spill the tea Okay. Also, I just got a rectangle phone case. You inspired me. Oh, did you? Yeah. Amazon? Um, no, I got it. It's like a lime green one. I forgot the brand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I love the look of the square one. So I have this like rectangle phone case and it's, there is a brand that makes them like ID codes or oh. something. And I just got this one from Amazon. But like those like international sellers keep tagging me in TikToks being like, publicity uses our case and I'm like this isn't your case like it's from Amazon um but anyway one last thing I wanted to tell you guys and then we'll move on to the interview with Kit I was sick so what day did you guys know I landed from LA and then I started feeling sick um Tuesday or Wednesday I want to say and then by Thursday, I was like, uh-oh, like, I really don't feel good. And then Friday, I was, like, the sickest. And so I got tested for COVID. I got a rapid test and a PCR, and they tested me for the flu. Oh, and I came wait, back. you can get tested for the flu? Yeah. Oh, 
I didn't even know that was a thing. And I came back negative for everything. But the doctor was like, and also I'm fully vaccinated. So I wasn't like super concerned, but I was also, I was confused. Because yeah. I'm like, I, it feels like a cold. Like I'm 90% sure it's a cold. But I woke up with a fever one night. So I was like, that's weird. Yeah. So then I, she was like, come back in a few days to get retested because sometimes it's too soon to show. So then I got retested and it was negative again. So like, I think I just have a cold, but apparently everyone has a cold and a cough. Everyone. I was supposed to get dinner with a friend on Friday and she was like, I'm so sick. I can't even get out of bed. And you were also sick. Mm. And then our other coworker was sick. And then um, someone else I knew was sick. I was like, something's going around, but it wasn't COVID. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. Because... Yeah, I now I feel okay. I would say I'm like 85% better. Yeah, you you look a lot like you sound and you look a lot better. I was like not It was only one day where I was like really sick. Um okay guys, let's get into the interview with Kit and then join Jordan and I for the spill the tea segment at the end of the episode. Hello everyone, welcome back to Tea with Publicity. I am sitting here today in New York City in studio with Kit Keenan. Welcome to the pod. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So excited. We've been chatting a little bit off air, and I feel like just working in the same industry, we have so much we could, so much ground we could cover. Oh my god, we we have like a lot of mutual friends. A lot. I of mean, overlap. I see you everywhere. Yeah, yeah. it's so crazy. Um, okay, so what I want to talk about with you today, because I think it's really interesting. Obviously, people know you from The Bachelor, like, but before that, you were doing the whole influencer thing. You have a mom that works in fashion who's very notable. There's so much more to you than like the reality star. Mm -hmm. So I want to dig into who you are outside of The Bachelor because we saw what we saw, you know. Um, What were you doing before? And then I want to talk about business a little bit because I'm just curious to pick your your brain as someone who's younger than me. Yes. So I grew up in New York City and my mom has a clothing brand called Cynthia Rowley. Um, so I grew up in the fashion industry. I think that like growing up, I was always so against fashion because it was my Mm. mom's thing. And I was just like, I want to do my own thing. I don't want to like live in her shadow. And as I've gotten older, like I've come to appreciate fashion so much more. Um, and I love going to shows and I love styling and I help my mom style, um, but I don't think I want to work in fashion. Interesting. So before the show, I um, really was like in the wellness space for influencer stuff. Oh yeah, you're really big into cooking. On yes, page, yes, which, which is, is like amazing. my the love of my life. Like seriously, I found cooking and like being in the kitchen to be my sort of meditation space. And um, I think growing up, like my mom was always so busy and so the time that we had together was like really important and one of those times was being in the kitchen together cooking Mm -hmm. together and that was like our bonding thing so I think that that's where my like love for the kitchen really Mm -hmm. came from and I've just kind of like fell in love with it more and want to share it more and I think that The way that I cook is so amateur. Like, I don't... People are always like, well, what do you Share the recipe. And you're like, I'm just throwing stuff in. Well, (laughs) I'm like... My recipes are so funny because they're not, like, formatted in a normal way that recipes are formatted normally. But it's like... Really quick. Sorry if you guys hear something in the background. I think it's the heat. 
So we're just going to keep talking over it. But it's like, I think because it's like cold in New York and it's yeah. kicking in. It's like old rickety oh my God. pipes that haven't been used in months. It's so. like New York weather is like the <laughs> most indecisive ever. It's just like today I'm like in my huge puffer coat. I was like, I don't I want people like, to think I'm like banging behind her while she's talking. <laughs> like banging pots and pans. Yeah, I'm like, like we're talking about cooking, and I'm like hitting something with a spatula. No, but sorry, sorry to interrupt your thought, but I had to give a um, of like a little alert to everyone in case they hear something. Yeah. But cooking recipes. Mm-hmm. So, do you write your recipes down for your followers? Yes. But if you were just cooking for yourself in the kitchen, would you write anything no, down? I never measure anything. Same. I never write anything down, and that's why I'm like. I want people to fall in love with cooking from my videos Mm -hmm. and, like, what I share in the way that I am, which is not, like, you don't have to go to a culinary culinary school school or, you know, like, follow a recipe exactly. And that's why I say don't really bake because (laughs) it's, like, so precise. But um, for cooking, I'm just, like, if you get into it and the more you do it, it just comes naturally and you try things and that's how the best recipes I've made come out is like just throwing things together. You posted like Brussels sprouts this morning and I was like, I'm like addicted. I'm so good. I'm like, ah, they're amazing. Amazing. Okay. I feel the same way about cooking. I find it to be very therapeutic. A hundred percent. Like it's a really relaxing for me and people, you know, a lot of people are like, why are you going to spend all this time on a meal if it's going to just take you 10 minutes to eat it? It's not even about that for me. It's like the actual preparation I find, I put on a podcast Mm -hmm. and I just like unwind and it's, you're not on your phone. You're not doing Mm -hmm. anything. Like I just find it to be really therapeutic and it's interesting that you, it's interesting that you grew up in fashion and you decided although you like it obviously Mm -hmm. you post outfits you attend shows like you said it's interesting that you were like "Mm, it's not gonna be my thing yeah I think like I don't know I went to well I just graduated from NYU which is another part of my story pre-show and after Mm -hmm. show was that I was at school in college which is I feel like rare for the show I mean I'm like the youngest person on my season I think one of the youngest people ever to be on the show so I was like really deciding whether or not like I wanted to take a semester off to do it but I was in zoom school at the time so I was like yeah like whatever yeah um But, yeah, so I went to school for fashion business at NYU. I went to Gallatin, which is NYU School of Individualized Study, Mm. and I was able to create my own major. But I think that going to school for fashion and being raised in the industry made me think about, like, the negative aspects of the industry as well and just kind of, like, the dark underbelly of fashion a little bit more. So I'm, like, this... I'm, I still have so much love for it because I see my mom's passion for fashion. Um, and I think that, like, the way clothes make people feel is so beautiful mm-hmm. and so powerful. But I also understand more, like, the sustainability aspects and the problems with inclusivity and stuff like that that it makes me kind of want to turn away a little bit in some ways. So... My love will always be there for fashion. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's going to be, like, my long-term Me, career. Yeah. No, I get that. I worked 
my first like passion in life well I wanted to be like on tv somehow as a kid I'm like Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be like a singer or a dancer I could do neither of those things like I have no talent in those departments Mm -hmm. so I'm like I'm gonna do celebrity styling like that's gonna be my claim to fame so I interned at showrooms and at Elle magazine and like I was in that fashion world and like very quickly once I was in it I was like I thought I loved this and I still do but people love it more than me is what I noticed I'm like people will like eat sleep breathe this for no money and like I just don't feel that passionate I would do that for another job like as a publicist I definitely took a big financial hit like not making a lot of money doing what I love but I loved PR Mm -hmm. so I was willing to do it but with fashion something just didn't align with me either where I was like I don't think I love it as much as the person beside me and there are people like that I mean that's the goal in life is to find something that like you could eat, sleep, and breathe this thing in your yes. life, you know? And I I think we're both saying, like, we have an appreciation for it. But at the end of the day, like, there's other things there's that other I'm things. more passionate about, yeah. you know? What do you see the future of, like, cooking looking like for you? Because I'm such a natural-born mm-hmm. brainstormer. And mm-hmm. the second, like, I'm sitting here and I'm like – host cooking events and come out with a cookbook and do this and do that like my brain just starts like like turn like churning and also because I like to cook I always say I'm like I think I would have fun in culinary school because I enjoy it like I like being Mm hands-on and I'm like if I went to college for culinary school I would have freaking loved it I'm so much more of a like hands-on learner than I am like a book Mm-hmm. learner yeah um so I'm just curious like where Same. you see it taking you yeah so I've been thinking about this a lot because I feel like I'm kind of just getting my footing and like establishing my brand as mm-hmm. somebody who's both in the fashion space but like mainly in food and beverage and I would love to create a product like in this space eventually mm-hmm. Um, but right now I'm like really what I want to do is like build a community that's really dedicated to my cooking. Yeah. I always say I'm like the mo- modern day Martha Stewart stuck in Blair Waldorf's <laughs> plot line because I'm like born and raised in fashion, but I also have like the cooking side. And I think there's like, there's definitely people that there's like, I mean, go on TikTok and there's like endless chefs and like Mm. people that are super into this world but I think it's very unique to have like both perspectives on like social media fashion styling and then also food because I think it informs like the way that I appreciate my cooking Mm. and I think that just being from New York like most people here don't cook ever like because people are just going out like ordering it's very it's so that is the culture here and so like to have this appreciation for it in this city is like very rare wait you know what you should do that me and my friend did and you could do it with your followers we did a no food delivery october where we deleted all of our like we deleted like seamless postmates and it could be fun for you to challenge your followers to do it for a month and then like share recipes for people to cook. I love that idea. I think that's genius. And also because 
in the past, I have spent a lot of money. I was just going to say, you saved so much money. You saved, I'll do it with you. Oh my God. I'll post it to my followers again. I'm so down. I'm so down. It's like, we both, well, we didn't, we could eat out and Mm -hmm. you could go pick up food. But the whole thing was like, to not get it delivered. So it's like, say you want sushi. Like, obviously I'm not going to be sitting in my apartment and like, searing raw tuna yeah. or like cooking raw tuna all the time but I'm like so if I want sushi I can go but I have to go get off my ass and go pick it up but you end up not even picking it up because then you think like eh I'll just cook I something I have in the house yeah you end up saving so much money you end up cooking more and we both were like we didn't even miss it that much yeah it's really interesting I mean, here's the thing like in terms of hosting events in this world and stuff it's like I still have imposter syndrome because I've always, like, shared my recipes, but I think that, like, within the past year, I've really, like, committed to it, Mm. and, um, like, when people, a lot of people come up to me and say, hi, I know you from The Bachelor, Yeah, but there's also a big portion of you guys that say hi because you like my recipes, and when people say that to me, it's just, like the biggest accomplishment ever because to think of somebody like following my account not just to like see me yeah. but to also and your see dating like, life and, yeah, yeah all of that because I think that's like and I I've talked actually a lot of my friends like after the show or just people that are on social media in general and I think that's like a big thing that a lot of people deal with where especially like after being on reality TV is like what what do I do now on my social media mm-hmm. and I think a lot of it is just like sharing pictures of themselves pictures of themselves with friends like other people in this world and once you find your thing that like people can attach to and people come to your social media for it's so much easier to scale yeah because it's just like people eventually they're there's going to be somebody prettier than me. There's going to be somebody with better outfits. Like, there's going to be, you know, somebody that goes to cooler events than me. But, like, for me... What makes you you. What makes me me is, like, the balance of the style and, like, lifestyle stuff and also my cooking. I could also see you doing, like, a goop or poosh style, like, website one day. Yes, I would love that. That would be sick. I think... Yeah, I think it's a really interesting conversation also because how old are you now? You're young. 22. 22, okay. So being 22 and being like, I have a lot of followers that are younger. I'm 30, so a lot of followers are younger than me. And being like a woman in business at a young age, like going the non-traditional route after college, like I feel like that's way more common now. A lot Mm -hmm. of people work for themselves. They become entrepreneurs. Was there a sense of like were you nervous to take that leap into just being like I'm gonna pave my own path versus I'm gonna go get like a nine-to-five job yes 100% because I am a nerd and I literally love structure so much Mm -hmm. like throughout school I was always like top of my class honors because I thrived in that environment where it was just like deadlines and I knew what to expect and I I have a very hard time like with not having a structure and not having like a routine and so I've I've learned to create like other routines in my life that I know 
will always be there but like stability is super important to me so I there were times that I was like oh my gosh I want to just like get a corporate job Mm -hmm. um what are your tips for being stable like what are your tips for adding stability to your life and I'm also asking selfishly for myself because I run into this issue still and I worked for myself for like three years and now I work I do have a structured job but I still basically like operate as an as an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. so like what are your tips for keeping your day kind of like organized or in line yeah I mean here's the thing like I it's not like I have some crazy patented system for this but it's like having a constant morning routine like I know I move my body every morning Mm. in some in one way or another and I like so is that Wake like up a run and, or yoga? Like what? Like yeah. How do you move your body? Like sometimes I'll just go for a hour long walk mm-hmm. on the West Side Highway, or like other times I will go to a class mm-hmm. or do something at home. But I know that like usually thirty minutes to an hour right when I wake up, that's me time. Like I'm not gonna be on my phone. I'm just gonna be like focusing. It's like a self care so sort of thing in the morning. Every person that gives these tips always starts their day without looking at their phone and it's like those one thing oh no I I look at my phone before I do uh, like I wake up and probably look at my phone okay because I'm like how do I not look at my phone I can't control it no no I that it's like I get so anxious watching especially I'm like my for you page is filled with those like morning routine TikToks that are just like green juice lemon and like make my bed and then I'm there's like, my alarm clock and I'm just like way? I don't do that like I try to have structure and I like have a very intense google calendar <laughs> with like everything I need to do but like I'm not you know so it it doesn't have Rigid. to be like it, it doesn't it also doesn't have to be like aesthetic if that makes sense. Like, it's not yeah. going to be, like, well lit. And, like, I'm always <laughs> yeah. using, like, my most, like, fancy products. Like, your that are salt light is on. And it's just, like, <laughs> yeah. I, you can't. It's not realistic. Like, you know, I, like, wake up with, like, my hair messed up and, like, my <laughs> eye mask, like, falling off. And then, like, eventually I get started with my day. Okay. You know? I'm the same way. I joke that I accidentally am, like, the most chaotic person. But not purposefully like I just go through life and I just happen to be kind of chaotic so I I joke actually I started this new series on TikTok I have to get better at it but called my chaotic kitchen which you'll think is funny oh my god I'm so excited it's like the opposite of Emily Mariko like you know like she cooks and everything's perfect mine's like I crack an egg the shells in the bowl (laughs) oh my god dude I actually that's I I look at her kitchen all the time and I'm like, this is my ideal kitchen. Like, this Same. is so beautiful. But that's like, I, but I'm not, that I person. make such a big point about that, like with my cooking videos, yeah. because I'm just like, that my, there's no natural light in my kitchen. None. And um, by the way, it's just going to be like me with like my one kind of bad knife that like I yes. don't know how to use and like my like, old spices that have been in like that are disorganized and like in the cabinet and like I try my best to make it look cute you know but like it's not 
going to be so unapproachable that you feel like, oh my God, I, I can't make this, you know? Yeah. So I always joke, I'm like, I'm I'm basically organized chaos. And I was just, I'm laughing because I was editing a vlog. I was just in LA and I was doing like a vlog, like this is my morning. And <laughs> if you, wait till you see what I look like in this footage. Like I have black under my eyes. My Classic. hair is like out of control. And I'm like, I could just not be one of those girls. Yeah. And I'm some I think sometimes I'm perceived that way. Like even my coworkers will be like, "Wow, you have everything so put together." I'm like, "You guys have no freaking idea." Yeah. And people probably look at you and think that cuz you are you do have very like Blair Waldorf vibes and your yeah. little silk headband. But it's good to know and I think it's relatable to be like, "Yes, I do things, but not everything is freaking perfect mm-hmm. all the time." I've also like in the past year really gotten like so much better at balance in my life because I think previously like throughout my first few years of college I was so regimented and Mm -hmm. like so strict with myself because I do love routine and like when I get into those spots where I'm like oh my god I need to go to Barry's four times a week and like I, I I'm just like it becomes a spiral almost and I've gotten so much better like I consider myself an introvert at heart but like in the past year I've learned how to be how to enjoy being social and like Mm -hmm. being around people and it was a big goal of mine and like I'm so much better at it and I actually enjoy going out and meeting new people and it's like that's where the balance comes in for me because I'm like, yes, I will be going to Pilates tomorrow at 10 a.m., but, like, I'm also going to go to this event tonight. I'm going to, like, put myself out there. I'm going to meet new people um, because you, like, YOLO. You I know? have <laughs> a really hard time with that concept. Like, I want to be that way. Yeah. When I – okay, I'm an extroverted introvert, mm-hmm. but – so I need to recharge – by myself yeah so what happens is like if I go to an event even if I only have two drinks because mm-hmm. I want to go to Pilates the next day I still feel like emotionally drained as if I went to bed at 3 a.m even if I'm going to bed at like midnight yeah and I don't know what the answer is to fixing that because then I wake up the next day and I feel almost like an emotional hangover mm. like I'm so it's so weird because I reach I get my energy by recharging alone yeah. so it may, if I find it really hard to have balance but I like to. But then those weeks that I'm like going out and waking up, then I crash on the weekend. Yeah. I'm like emotionally drained. So like I'd like to work on that. Like how you were saying you did this I'm past interested year. to know if you think that makes it harder for you to date. Because it definitely makes it harder for me to date. Because yeah. I'm like I need my time. Because I prioritize like my social life and my friendship so mm-hmm. much. And I – that's where I lose like my social battery gone so then I'm like whoa to add in another person which is like a third Mm. category that I have to drain my social battery for that's really stressful to me and I think that's kind of like why it's so hard for me to date and Mm. when I do date people it's like very like I try to control things in a way where I'm like okay I only see you like a few times a week 
I, I was gonna say I think it's one of those things where it's like you're you don't want to be one of those girls that's like oh now I have a boyfriend and I'm only seeing him and I'm not seeing my friends mm-hmm. so when you do prioritize friendships like we do it then makes it hard to fit someone into that equation because you're just by it's just gonna happen where you're not gonna be around your friends as much if you're like a girl's girl because you can't be now you have a person you need to also see mm-hmm. so it's like there's kind of like a lose-lose I think as your friends get into relationships they start to deprioritize you and in return you'll have more time yeah to fit someone else into your life because like now I'm at the point where it's weird because even though I'm 30 like half of my friends actually all my friends that live in the city are single still welcome to New York like that's like the class I don't know I don't know anyone I met these two girls at like an influencer dinner the other night and both of them were like oh yeah we do wedding like wedding type tiktoks like our tiktok Mm -hmm. is all based on like engagement and weddings and one of them was like oh i'm 26 and one of them was like i'm 24 something like that and i was like wow i don't know anyone yeah in new york who's married by before they're like mid 30s no one it's so weird and like point being though i've been in that place where my friends like right now they all happen to be single but there were times where they were all had boyfriends let's Mm. say and I didn't and like then you have all the time in the world because your friends kind of prioritize their boyfriends yeah and you're like oh now I need either new social friends or I need to get in a relationship so I think it ebbs and flows like as your friendships kind of evolve and then also like there's some friendships that are like social friendships where you just like meet them out and you go to events and then there's the ones where you like sit on the couch and like drink wine and cry to each other yeah you know and so so it depends I feel but yeah I feel like because I've been single for so long when I do introduce a guy into my life it's going to be an adjustment for sure yeah because I'm almost like so set in my routine of being alone same a hundred percent yeah and I, like, feel like I need that time. But I also thought that I needed, like, more time to myself mm-hmm. prior. And I realized that, like, I can do it if I just, like, make a little bit of time during the day or whatever mm-hmm. to be alone. Um, there's there's ways around it, you know? Yeah. It's I, just, like, yeah. I have one bachelor question that okay. I always thought to myself. And answer as you want. Okay. Did you – okay, I was thinking – this is my – I'm a – publicist at heart so like in my head I'm like she probably didn't want to go to hometowns because like your mom is notable and famous and it's like why am I going to drag my family on TV if I know I'm not going to marry this guy Mm -hmm. did part of you dip out before hometowns because you were like nah I'm not going to bother bringing this home (laughs) well the thing is like my parents were very much like dude what the heck are you doing and I was like like, you're really going to get engaged (laughs) but the thing is like I know a lot of a, a lot of people in New York don't get into serious relationships until their 30s, mm-hmm. but a lot of people from New York City actually like a lot of my friends from high school and stuff are in very serious relationships. Mm. I don't know what that is. I think it's because a lot of us like grew up very quickly here. Yeah, that's true. And so I didn't think it was, like, that outside of the box to be, like, oh, I could find my person I applied right after college for The Bachelor. Like, like at that age, and I felt ready at that time. I was, like, I feel like I've lived, like, a lot of life already. Yeah. 
Um, and I would love to be in like a comfort, comfortable, like yeah. long term relationship right now. So that was kind of my attitude at the time. But I saw like how there were other women that there that were there that were like, I'm this I'm in love with this person. Yeah. And I like it's kind of like what we were saying before about like the fashion thing mm. where it's like <laughs> I like it. But, <laughs> but like I, I I like I really liked him and I thought like, oh, this could go yeah. somewhere. But I didn't feel the she same way <laughs> as yeah. yeah, as like some other people there. So I totally get that. You're like, I like him and we could keep dating and we could probably eventually have a relationship, but they could keep dating and they could get engaged tomorrow like yes. they're moving on a faster track and yes they're just so much more I, I totally get that but I was laughing because in my I think I even said it on my podcast I'm like I'm like that's the move though because like I wouldn't want to drag my parents into something unless I knew I was going to I, I, get yeah. engaged to this person especially parents that are like dude like what, what are, you, are do? you doing that's I yeah like in my head I'm like she just was like I'm going to dip before yeah. we go home. Like, yeah. this is a lot. Yeah. Because you were young. Although, again, I get it. You go on the show, you think, okay, I could end up with this person. I think Matt even made it clear. He was like, I want to date someone. He wasn't even like, I want to get engaged necessarily. Yeah. He was kind of like, yeah, I would like long-term like date someone, like take a few years. But yeah, that was the, always the one thing I, I was curious about. But mm. like I said, I applied – when I was, what year are you when you graduate college? 22. I applied mm -hmm. to be on the bachelorette, the bachelor at 22. And like at that point in my life, I was like, oh, I got to meet someone. So yeah. you just, it's all relative. Like, And after I was like really sad because I was like, I kind of felt like I had failed, you know. Mm. But now I'm thinking like, well, I, I really thought that I had it all figured out. And I felt like I had like so much experience yeah but i know that that's not true well hindsight's 20, 20 yeah like i know that there is so much more i need to learn before i'm well, like exactly that's what i'm saying like when i was 22 i felt ready now look i'm 30 and single and I'm, i wouldn't trade those years for anything yeah so yeah like hindsight's it's it just it's all about the experience. Like yeah. you learn as you go. And now look, he's like with your friends. And they're yeah. Happy so happy. So happy for them. <laughs> but like also I think my mom being an quote unquote older mom, but she had me when she was 40 and my sister when she mm. was 45. So, and she is so energetic. And so like, I'm like, dude, chillax. Like, <laughs> please like relax a little bit. Um, she has so much energy, wow, but like, for me, I was always like, I kind of want to have kids earlier because I just like want, I I wanted something, like I wanted her to have grandchildren earlier. Yeah, and like all this I get stuff. it. I get it. And now I'm just like, you know what? You can't plan that stuff. You mm -hmm. can't force it. And like, I will figure it out. It's gonna happen know? when it happens. Yeah, I totally get that. Yeah, I think I went into life being like. I want to be engaged by, no, married by 26. I feel like mm -hmm. all girls say this with these ages as, like, a child. Like, yeah. I want to be engaged by 26, married by 27, and, like, pop out my first kid. And now I'm, like, I think back to it. My mom was the opposite. She got married at 21, 
She's crazy. So young. And when I think about, like, my mom had kids at my age for nine years. I was nine. Yeah. Oh, my but God. See, that's like, weird I'm to saying, think like, about. It out. works for so many people. And so you're thinking, like, oh, that could be me. Wait, I'm you freaking know? out thinking I was. Oh, no, no. You know what? She didn't have kids until. That's not true. She didn't. She got married at 21, but she didn't have kids until she she waited, like, five years. Okay. I was thinking all. I'm thinking she had me at 21. Yeah. Now I'm bugging out being, like, wait, that would Where's be, like, your me having a nine-year-old child. Yes. I just lost my shit. I was like, holy crap, I would have a kid in elementary school. Um, yeah, but like it works out differently for everyone. Mm-hmm. And like her and my dad, although they got she got married young, she chose to wait to have kids, I think, until she was 27. Mm-hmm. Because she was like, there, there's no rush. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it all just works out for everyone. But yeah, that was my one. That was my one bachelor question. But I think dating now, do you find it? Do you find it to be really hard given the fact that you do get recognized from the show? And I, I think a lot more guys watch the show than they let on. Um, I mean, realistically, I have dated one person since. Mm-hmm. And he, like, had no clue what <laughs> That's I was talking about. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, I don't know. I think it's like, I I mean, I wouldn't mind if somebody like watched the show or knew who I was from it. I don't think that's like a bad thing. I would rather them not so that they could have like a fully clean slate. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that's really hard these days with anyone, you know? 100% with social media, with everything. So unless you are like a basic like finance guy who doesn't have an Instagram which I don't know if I would date you anyway then (laughs) like you're probably gonna have some stuff online and like Mm -hmm. some stockable information it's true so if you know some things about me I know some things about you we can like break down what those preconceived notions are and get to know each other I love when people are just like oh hey so I gave your profile a scroll and (laughs) I'm like good honestly because I did the same and let's just talk about it versus like pretending okay so I do this thing called um, Ask Alyssa, where people write in advice questions. Oh, my God. Love And this. I was wondering if you could help me answer some. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. We got some long ones today. Oh, I said, I'm excited. I said, guys, write in juicy questions. Okay. So this person said, this is a long one. Been having marital, marital problems for about two years on and off with my husband. There was so much disrespect and rudeness behind closed doors and in front of people. No effort being put in, and everyone was telling me I deserved better. Always said things would change, and when I would threaten to leave after a couple of weeks, they'd go back to the old way that they were. Finally separated, and things actually changed. Now we're back together and working on things, but I'm always so fearful it's going to go back to the way it was before... And part of me has fallen out of love with him. But the other part of me is still invested. How do I figure out what to do? Can people actually change? The fear of being in my early 30s and not finding someone or having kids too late in life is also weighing on me. And I don't want that to affect my decision. I have thoughts. Here's the thing. For me, I'm like, I have never been in that situation. Mm -hmm. So I feel like an imposter trying to give advice to this person but like my initial thought is like if you're questioning that that's probably a bad sign same 
Because there must be still some other red flags or some reason that you're thinking, like, it could go back to that. Also, like, my gut feeling with that is, like, you have one life to live, not to be corny. Mm -hmm. But, like, do you really want to spend your one life being, like, I'm half in love? Yeah. Like, what if the greatest love of your life is still out there and, like... This guy's treated you bad. I understand, like, not throwing in the towel the towel on marriage. Like, you work – you get married for a reason. Mm-hmm. But you don't have – it sounds like you don't have kids with him. Yeah. So you just said your mom had you at, what, 40? 40, like, yeah. It's not – it's never too late. Like, I think you – the love of your life might be around the corner. Yeah. And I would say, like, you – even if you're not half in love, even if you feel like I'm 100% in love with this person – you still don't want to live your life in fear Mm -hmm. that like it could go back to the way it was and if you feel as though you can never get over that fear then it's like you can't live like Mm. that forever you know yeah and I think you should just ask yourself like is this the relationship I want to be in like Mm -hmm. is this the one that I'm going to stand by through and through for years to come because you don't want to have the same thoughts in five years when you have kids yep and then things are messier what if you have children and you're hormonal and he starts showing his bad habits again yeah Ooh, i'm thinking yeah Yeah. i'm thinking this is your time yeah to get out i'm sorry that's really harsh yeah (laughs) it's it's so harsh but it's like sometimes you need a reality check for somebody to just tell i also think as an outsider because obviously when you're married like you have i'm sure you're close with his family and vice versa and i know there's there's comfort and and time and years of experience and all of that like i know it's so much more than what we're saying but as two outsiders i think you kind of have an opportunity right now yes just wipe your hand this is like this is your last chance almost this is this is your moment girl like go (laughs) go just give it give it like a time frame like let's Uh say like we're gonna take a break for a moment I'm going to go off and, like, do what I need to do mm-hmm. to, like, experience my life a little bit more. Like, yeah, like separate. Like, separate and, like, take a year or whatever, a few months even, to just be, like, I need to be on, on my own. I need to, like, have some space from this person and the comfort that this person brings me mm-hmm. and see what life is like. When I'm not like clouded by what's immediately mm-hmm. in front of me, you know, totally. I think that's like the number one thing is always because you're like, oh my god, th- then I have to see him tonight, and like I can't, yeah. even, I, you can't even like process, you can't escape it. You can't process what you feel because you're like so overwhelmed by their presence. I totally, ag- I totally agree. Um, okay, we're gonna do our second one. This one's okay. even way longer. Okay, so let's see. I'm ready. <laughs> also, I don't know what this is about so we're in for a treat ask Alyssa Alyssa I don't know who I am right now my whole relationship with my boyfriend my whole relationship okay my whole relationship with my boyfriend I've never been the girl who needs a ring we've been together since high school on and off during the college years but we've been super solid since age 23 he's 29 and I'm 28 I've watched all my older sisters get engaged and married. Two of my cousins are engaged, as well as my best friend. I am genuinely happy for them all and love being a part of their love, especially my best friend, who was previously in the most toxic, emotionally abusive relationship. Now she found an amazing man who is giving her everything she deserves. But recently, I've been cr- 
cringing seeing random girls I went to high school with get engaged and even my boyfriend's friends. I also love his friends and their girlfriends, but I can't control this jealous and competitive feeling. I really can't. I don't even want to celebrate them. I'm having trouble being happy for them. We've been together over 10 years and people are getting engaged being together for two fucking years. It's making me crazy and this is so not me. It also doesn't help that my boyfriend just hasn't taken initiative. I was the one who made appointments to try on rings last summer. At the appointments, he went. He was very involved, asking questions and making sure he was being educated on diamonds. We know exactly what I want. But for months after that, he's done nothing. He finally found a jeweler in the city he likes, and we have an engagement appointment for like Thanksgiving, basically. I resent having to be so involved. Why do I have to go to another appointment? Why can't he go alone? He shows me that he wants this and that he will order the ring on the spot at this appointment. But at this point, I really feel like I'm going to have to propose to my fucking self. <laughs> I feel her anger. Yeah. Um, and what is really making this so hard is I truly want the occasion to be a surprise. But how is that even possible when I'm going to be there when he orders the ring? Am I going to pick it up too? <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Wait. And she said, I feel like my negative emotions towards this are going to just ruin it for me. I want to be surprised, but I want it to happen soon at the same time. But I really want to have no clue. <laughs> my boyfriend is the type of guy who needs me to pick out my own gifts. And I wish he could just do something on his own I know he loves me and I am his whole world and he really goes above and beyond to make me feel special I've always felt so lucky to be with him and I see the way his friends treat some of their girlfriends you know the ones getting engaged before us and I feel so lucky with the way he respects me and adores me please help me manage my crazy emotions (laughs) sorry for the absurd length of this message (laughs) it honestly felt really good to write it out Oh my gosh this is intense I get her like yeah feeling here's the thing Dude, your boyfriend is like, he he needs a helping hand. He's a yeah, little slow. He's an idiot. He's, a, he's an idiot. He's yeah. literally just an idiot. And like, yeah. that's probably part of the reason why he fell in love with him. Like, yeah. there are parts about that that are just like, Endearing you're in, in control. Like, you are in control of this relationship. But I do understand the like, tradition of it being a surprise yes. that you want. And I feel like... There needs to be some more communication here uh, because like you it's almost like there's mixed messages because you have been involved so far because you want you have wanted like to speed up the process. Mm-hmm. And now he's probably confused thinking, oh, my God, she wants to be part of this mm-hmm. because she wants it to like be her perfect ring and be her perfect like plan that he doesn't he doesn't want to mess it up yes so he's like let me have her as involved as possible so I don't mess this up for her because I want it to be the best thing ever and you need to be like you know what I really appreciate you like trying to make this perfect for me by involving me in it but like I really want to do this in like the traditional way yeah, and I, like I want to be some surprised element of surprise yeah like, maybe you take this last appointment by yourself and keep the rest of the details private yes because you know boom it's been great and I want this to happen and I trust being guilty yes. and I so trust good. that it's going to happen soon so why don't you just surprise me and catch me off guard go to this next appointment alone you know what I want at this point and I'll just be waiting for the surprise or or you know what you could do you could like put him Like, make one of your best friends or, like, your sisters or anyone like that in your life 
reach out to him yeah. and be like i'll come with you um, to the appointment sarah doesn't want to plan sarah doesn't want to be involved in the mm. engagement anymore but i know everything she wants mm. and you can just talk to me now yeah like i did like that for my sister's um husband like yes. he like texted me the ring and i like would look at it and be like small prongs and this and yeah. that you know but Okay, I think that's the one thing, and we tackled that. The second thing is the jealousy, which I – okay, I'm really not a jealous person, I have to say, but I always talk about this concept of there's jealousy and then there's envy, where, like, you could envy someone, but that doesn't mean you don't want them to have it. So what you're explaining to me sounds like envy. Like, you're envious of your friends, but you don't want to take away their happiness. Like, you're happy for them. I think – I think I see this a lot because as my friends start to get married and my sister's friends start to get married and have babies, there's a lot of things with these major life milestones that make women get crazy jealous. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, like I said, a jealous person, but who's to say if I was in a relationship for 10 years and all my friends were getting engaged before me, I'd probably be freaking livid. Like, I don't blame you. I don't think it says anything about you as a person. That said... I think it's like a really unattractive quality for your friends to pick up on your unhappiness. Mm -hmm. So I would just do your best to support them and be a good friend because I think that's a bad look. But you're justified in feeling that way. Also, if it makes you feel any better, I'm sure like a lot of people that are rushing into it that don't have the history that you guys have and like the communication skills that you guys have built over 10 years now, like – you don't know how mm-hmm. healthy their relationship is out. behind closed doors. Like, ju- like focus on the strengths that you guys have and, like, the years of history and love that you guys mm-hmm. have shared. And, like, in time it will happen. Um, but try to fake it with the friends a little yeah, bit. You got you gotta, it. You got to be a little bit fake. Yeah. Because, like, it's so – If it's one of my look. friends – If I was getting engaged and one of my friends was, like – I could feel their like jealousy or bitterness I would just be like I wouldn't want them around Mm -hmm. for anything it's like Mm -hmm. you don't support me you know yeah and I've seen it happen like I'm at that age where it's happening and it's not a good look yeah so reel it in (laughs) you're justified I get it it would be really hard like I do get it yeah um but you just gotta reel it in and you know it's like she even said she's like I'm out of control (laughs) like Fake it. (laughs) Fake it a little bit. I kind of love that she's out of control. Okay, we're going to do one last one that is just quick. Okay. Ask Alyssa, I'm struggling with how to relate to my family anymore. I'm 25 and haven't lived with and haven't lived within the same state as my family since I was 18. For most people, this wouldn't matter, but my entire family lives within a 15-mile radius, and they very much have that small-town mindset. In the past year, it has become more apparent that I'm the black sheep of my family. I am mentally, financially, and physically in the best place in my life. I bought a land and a beautiful house recently. Wow, congratulations. And have been on this journey of growth where my values have shifted from the values my parents preached. I feel so comfortable with the life I've built that going to see my family for the holidays and being back in that trap small town vibe is giving me major anxiety. Mm -hmm. I love my family more than anything, so I want to control my emotions and have a nice holiday. Any advice on how to keep it cool, not dread every time I go back to my hometown and feel like I belong around them? Girl, I get this. I get family I, triggers. Dude. Okay. My whole family lives in New York, but my mom is from a tiny town in Illinois called mm. Barrington. She grew up there. Her parents still live at, in the house that she grew up in. 
And every year we go back to see them and I 100% get you. And I think she probably feels the exact same way that you are. And for me, I'm like, whoa, this is a whole new world for me. So I don't get exactly. But you probably feel like it's like a little like judged almost. Like, oh, the big city people are coming to Yes, 100%. 100%. But like you have to just create boundaries like Mm -hmm. for my mom she's like we're not going more than three days at a time and like create those boundaries in whatever way you can even if you're there for a longer time it's like I'm gonna go in my room and like watch a Mm -hmm. Netflix show for like an hour or two now and like have my alone time Mm -hmm. or like FaceTime a friend that you can relate to and kind of like get out some of your emotions and like talk shit a little bit if you need to but like having those boundaries at home it makes complete sense but like at the same time I think most not most people I think a lot of people feel that especially if they move out of like their hometown where they grew up a lot of people feel the same way I think nothing is more triggering than family and it's because they just push your buttons even if they don't mean to. And I think for me, like, I almost sometimes go into seeing my family with this, like, wall up. Even though, same thing, I'm so close to them. Mm-hmm. Talk to my mom ten times a day. I'm best friends with my sister. Yet when we're all in the same room sometimes, I just, like, have this weird, like, I feel like everyone's, like, attacking me. Mm-hmm. And part of it's, like, you're projecting, like, I project what I think they're thinking about me onto them without like if they say something I'll be like oh what did you mean by that and they're like we meant nothing like Mm -hmm. why are you like you have to kind of go in with your guard down and just realize like whether you have different social views or political views instead of coming from a place of defensiveness and feeling like you need to you need to defend yourself or state your point because sometimes I feel that way. Like I need to speak up or I need to say something. You just need to know when to pick and choose your battles. And it's yes. like some of your family saying something you don't agree with, like just roll your eyes in the corner and in your heart. Now you don't feel that way. Yeah. And it's bullshit and keep it moving. Like it's not always worth creating an awkward environment. Yes. And it's also like, I get it. Cause you don't choose your family. Yeah. And like, as you get older, you realize like, it's not all happy-go-lucky mm-hmm. most of the time. And it's just, like, something that, like, you might have to lose a little bit of your social battery on. Like, as yeah. we were talking about before, like, you might have to drain it out a little bit for the holidays and then, like, go home to your beautiful life and recharge and be like, I'm so happy I have all these things. I'm so happy with, like, how I've grown. And... It's a little it's like a little bit of a chore sometimes mm-hmm. to go home and like pretend and be super like enthusiastic about things that you might not care about or might not agree with, but like that's life, that's family. You know, I know sometimes it's so weird how like family's the most comforting thing, but also like emotionally taxing. At least for me, because yes. I'm so close with my family, but sometimes I feel stressed going into holidays or I, mm-hmm. and it's like why? Like I think like I said, I think families get this weird thing where they all feel like you could say things to each other that no one else in the world could say Mm -hmm. to you so then you almost have your guard up because you're like oh who's gonna throw a jab my way this weekend and it's also like it's meant to feel like unconditional love you're meant to feel this unconditional love to these people that you might not have like chosen to have in your life that's so interesting and it's like it's a weird dynamic you know (laughs) but it's like so true I, I feel so lucky that I have a family to go home to for the holidays and that's kind of like that's true silver lining silver lining 
Yeah. That's a good way. That's a good ender. Yeah. Just be thankful. Yeah. With Thanksgiving yeah. on the mind. Yeah. Exactly. Just be thankful. But it's tough. Like, I get it. It's like the holidays are such a tough time and it's meant to be like all merry and like so mm-hmm. happy. I get it. I totally do too. Yeah. Well, Kit, thank you so much for coming on. Where thank could everyone you for follow me. like your cooking adventures and stay up to date? Yes. Just follow me on Instagram at Kit Keenan. And on TikTok, I'm trying to get better, but you can oh. help me. Oh, yeah. I'll yes. totally. You can come to my chaotic kitchen. <laughs> oh, my God. I would love to. <laughs> Thanks, Kit. All right, guys. It is time to spill the tea. I'm so Woo-hoo. excited. All right. I want to tell everyone about what. Okay. First of all, <laughs> we teased a little bit that we want to start doing pop culture shit together. So one of the first things that we're doing, guys, is we're just going to start, like, um, collaborating on pop culture happenings like in real time so one of the things we're really excited about is the tommy fury jake paul fight I'm so excited so this is the thing jordan and i are on different sides <laughs> like, we're, like genuinely so excited <laughs> we're like we're acting like we're fighting like this is like i'm taking this so personally same so i'm tom teamy fury teamy. <laughs> i'm teamy fury <laughs> i'm team tommy fury and I'm Team Jake Paul. <laughs> and we're coming out with merch. So yes. it's going to be my merch says um, Team Love Island. And um, I want to be Molly May when I grow up, even though she's 10 <laughs> years younger than me. Like, I still want to be Molly May when I grow up. And my merch is Tommy Fumbles because if Tommy, <laughs> when Tommy loses, he has, to, he has to legally change his name to Tommy Fumbles. It's in the contract. And then um, Jake Paul and Julia Rose, Julia Rose is Jake Paul's girlfriend, are mom and dad yeah or, or, my, no, parents. or my parents or my parents so I love that right I'm so excited so this weekend I like as I like to be with pop culture and I like to be in the know I was like I'm gonna do my research and I watched are you the one actually years ago like I'm an are you the one stan I love MTV secret weird Sa- same. side note so I was like I'm gonna watch are you the one because I've been it's on Hulu and I've just been watching it and it's like really enjoyable and easy yeah so I watched Julia Rose's season so I was texting Jordan and I'm like okay like I actually like Julia Rose like not actually I have to be honest I never disliked her I just didn't know anything about her yeah so watching it I was like oh she's really cool and a lot of people have assumptions of her because of her brand now yeah and like I don't even really like I actually always think she's just like hot and cool yeah but like I just love Tommy and Molly yeah so that's the interesting thing we don't hate each other's picks we just like our picks more like we want them to win so then I start watching are you the one and then Jordan's like fine I'll watch Love Island and now I am so obsessed Tommy and Molly May it's actually sickening that is my favorite season of Love Island it's the best season guys it's season five season five Love Island UK I will go on the record saying it is the best season of reality television so good ever so good ever ever hands down I've never seen a more beautiful group of people in my entire life and like on any reality show so there's this guy Joe in the beginning of Joe Garrett shout out hey Joe that would you. so be Joe, your type. If you're listening, Wait, I want to date you. So Jordan, listen. that was so be your type. <laughs> so we are like, Jordan and I are like, oh my God, Joe is in New York. Mm-hmm. Like we saw he was in New York. So I just DM'd him like an hour ago and I was like, hey, Joe, like, do you want to come to the office? And he answered and oh, we're dying. And we were like, together. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm flying out today. But next time I'm in New York. And he liked my message. I love that. So we're going to meet Joe and we have to keep our I'm cool. I'm going to date Joe. 
Hey, Joe. <laughs> hey, baby, what's up? <laughs> We're going to post this. <laughs> now he's never going to come because he's like, I'm so scared of those two girls. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we are going to live stream the show no matter what it is even if we have to be in my apartment yeah. ideally we'll do it from With the, the office or something but we're going to be team team tommy team jake and i feel so passionately that i was texting my friends in a group chat and like i'll read you bird for word what oh, i God. said because this is how like dramatic i am wait i genuinely i'm okay i don't know because i love both of them well i don't i'm not a yeah jake, emily what team okay, are you on i'm not a jake paul fan but he's going to win the fight there's no, no, I don't think you so. Heard no. first, I don't think no, so, I'm and sorry. I'll tell you I'm, why. Listen, no, so Molly no. just put out a new YouTube video, and I was watching it obviously because I'm obsessed with them. Yeah, she's and she amazing. was like, "I'm so upset. I haven't seen Tommy in a month because he's in training camp with Tyson. Tyson, his brother, is the best boxer in the world, yeah, like the world champion." And Molly's like, "He's taking it so seriously. I literally haven't seen him in a month, and he's been just away training with the world champion." Because oh, I guess their their fight is literally in less than a yes. month now. Like it's coming up. So Tommy's like really going hard, and I don't think he would want to embarrass if. Tommy loses the fight he's also embarrassing his brother Tyson yes so and he so has he a lot to his prove. brother Tyson that's the problem but he has a lot to prove I don't think he's gonna let us down because I heard this thing let me just say my piece. Jordan guys we should go to New Jersey and bet okay. money on it well that's what we're gonna do so one okay, thing I'm, 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 I'm gonna bet money because by the way I bet money on Jake Paul's last fight and I bet on Jake Paul and everyone was like Jake Paul's gonna lose because he sucks and he's just a youtuber and I was like I, your guys, you guys are underestimating him, and okay, he so, won, and I won money. So here's my thing: I rooted for Jake Paul in his last two fights, and I also rooted for Logan against what's his name, uh, Floyd Mayweather. Because I like to see an underdog win. Yeah. I do. Like I'm always going to. So that's root. what you want Tommy to win. Well, I'm always going to root for the social media star. <laughs> However, in this case, first of all, I love Tali Mom Molly. <laughs> Am I okay? <laughs> I can't even make a point. <laughs> I love, I'm going to call them Ma, Molly, Mommy, Molly and Tommy, Mommy. I love, I, love I love them so much, but also, I, Jordan's Apple Watch just goes, I'm not sure who that is. Our, what is going on? I don't right know. Now? I feel like I'm like, the not okay. glitching. So, I feel feel as though if this is what I wrote in my group chat dead serious do I text my friends I said if Jake kicks Tommy's ass I'm ass I'm going to be devastated beside myself embarrassed for him <laughs> I'm rooted for Tommy but I'm weirdly scared and then they were like they were like all we could do is pray <laughs> I said he'll need to change his name to Tommy fumbles I'll be mortified <laughs> wait Alyssa I have a great idea why don't you and I do a bet where, like, if, if Jake loses, I have to do something. If Tommy loses, you have to do we, something. We've said that, but then we started doing Jordan our, fumbles. No, but, like, do something funny at the office. Okay. I'm down. We should think of something. Or, like, have your, your tea tribe come up with, like, something funny. Guys, write in what we should do for each other if my pick wins versus vice yeah. versa. How I feel, though, and I'll just say it really quick, because I could be long-winded because I'm very passionate about this. If Tommy loses, I'm going to be devastated because well, is that losing. is embarrassing it is that's the thing it's like i want jake paul to win so badly but i will say 
Tommy losing is more embarrassing because he's a boxer. Yeah, and uh, it's like, but so it's, is Jake. It's also now. no, but it's yeah. also Tommy's American debut. And also, <laughs> but if Jake loses, Jake Paul is Jake Paul. Like he'll bounce back. Like Tommy, like no, Tommy's really popular there. But I mean, like if he loses, though, like this is like you said, it's his it's debut his in career. America, his yeah, career. but also how I feel is like. I heard this thing about the the Furies, which I don't know if it's true because I'm not like a true hardcore boxing fan, but someone said that the Furies fight to their level. So, for example, if you're fighting someone and they're bad, you kind of fight worse. But if you're fighting someone and they're really, really good, you fight up to that level. So that's why he's training sore because Jake's really, really good. No, so people are basically saying like his last fight, the opponent wasn't that good. So he was kind of like, eh, even though he won. Yeah. So I'm curious to see him in like a real battle if he steps up or yeah. if he gets dominated no i i think this fight will be really good because i truly think both of them are good boxers i'm, I'm scared I'm s- also to see tommy like sweaty with his hair mess up <gasps> mm. and like molly crying after he loses no <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be like wild so anyway guys if you can't tell we're very passionate i had some people writing him being like who's jake paul i feel like you have to like Shut live up. under a rock if you what? don't do you want me to quickly explain Sure. Explain. Okay, so Jake Paul, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, infinite or famous YouTube brothers. They started on Vine, then they went to the Team Ten. That, that they were like the first um, influencer vloggers, house, kind yeah. of. Yeah, first vloggers, David Dobrik level. They started their first content house, and now they're just like the most famous people on YouTube. And they're very controversial figures. Yeah, very. Extru- that's like their brand is controversial. Yeah, and like they're one of the few people who can get away with it, and like. Logan was the more controversial one, but somehow he has like the cleaner image now. Yeah, he's like good boy. He's a good good boy now. I think he's kind of hot. Oh, don't even get me started. I'm so obsessed with Logan Paul, <laughs> and he like kind of works at Barstool. So the day he walked in this office, it's game over. <laughs> I'm gonna die. <laughs> I told Casey that, and she's like, "Yeah, I'll, like introduce you next time he comes in." And I was like, "So I'm gonna, like fall down in my seat. I will die." Maybe you could probably get get with that. You totally could. <laughs> Logan, if you're listening, <laughs> Logan. I'm gonna get, they're gonna like fire me just because I'm too obsessed with the people who come to this office. It's so funny because we always talk about how like I'm not that much of a fangirl. I'm a hard fangirl. Even when I was talking to Nick, um, he was like, "You just obsess over everyone," and I was like, "Yeah, I do. I'm obsessed." You know what's weird? I think because I was I grew up in the celebrity publicist space. I was taught like you couldn't react mm. to celebrities because it yeah. was, I was there for work. So like I wasn't allowed to fangirl. I never, I've met every single celebrity. You know all you my fans. And I've, all my favorites. <laughs> and I, but I've met all my fans. And I, I never took a picture with one of them. Like because I just was taught like you have to act like you belong yeah. here. Make them feel comfortable. So I think I'm almost a little desensitized. Like I've seen in real life Brad Pitt, Bradley Cooper, Justin Bieber, Taylor Swift, Adam Levine, like I, Nick Jonas. I've seen every single celebrity in person. Justin Bieber. I would die. Like, you need, Jordan, you should move to L.A. and then you'll, like, understand. Right? I also I used to be the, bi- just like you, biggest fangirl. Then I moved to L.A. and then I'd be, like, going to the same, like, outings as these people. And then I was, like, wh- I just, like, had this, like, realization, like, whoa, you guys are just people. I know. I it's also- more, I'm just, like, I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable yeah. by me freaking yeah. out. So instead I just keep it contained. Also, yeah. though, don't you agree that, like, A-list celebrities, you should probably keep your cool. But, like, influencers, yes. like, it's okay to be, like, total fangirl Wait, over. Wait, that just reminds me. I was at the New York City Marathon just walking the street, and someone from the tea tribe was like, publicity! Right? And she was wasted, <laughs> and she just open-arm hugged me, and I, like, ran into her arms, that. and we're, like, embracing. And then I was like, wait, do I know you? Like, I couldn't tell if 
I like went to college with her or yeah. she was like someone that listens to the podcast because our embrace was so warm yeah. and then she DMs <laughs> me after and she's like no you don't know me I'm so sorry for attacking you that, and I was though. like no that was so like cute <laughs> also I will say like one I feel like my brand is kind of to be like that obsessed fangirl but two yeah. I will say when I meet people I am very cool like when I met yes. Bryce Hopper I was like you were like weirdly calm I was like yeah That's because, because like, he was your fangirl well, that yeah. but also like I like I, I can read the room, you know what I mean? Like, yes, I, I agree. No, I totally I like to agree. I like the behind the scenes. Like, you can I definitely keep your cool, obviously. Yeah. But I used to think, you know, growing up, you there's that one celebrity that you convince yourself if you meet, they'll fall in love with you? Y- yes. Who's yours? Oh, it changes on the daily. Um, but, like, what, growing up, like, that one person oh. that you're like, if they met me, we would fall madly in love. Oh, God. I think, like, when I was I younger. I have one. Who? And, it, and <laughs> I don't want to say because... This person was my celebrity crush. I was obsessed. It was more of an influencer. Like, but yeah. he was, he's kind of, at the time, was more like A to B because he was just so like big. And I'll tell you guys after the podcast, but I was, I had dreams about hooking but up. But are him. you scared to say it because you think you still have a chance? No, because we did hook up. Oh. <laughs> That's like Katie live, Holmes and Tom Cruise. Did it live up to the hype? Okay, like, the hookup did not, but I didn't care because he, he, as a person, was everything I wanted him to be. Wow. Mine was Josh Hutch- Hutcherson when I was younger. From the Hunger Games? Bridge, yeah, but Bridge, Bridge Terabithia, I was obsessed with him. Wait, that's so... Okay, so mine has I, always been Zac Efron. Oh, but, like, yeah. as a child, like, I was like, when I meet him, fall we will him. fall in love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you meet so him? I was too scared to ever vocalize that I loved him because I'm like, when I'm famous one day and they pull up clips of me being like, Zac Efron, <laughs> my celebrity crush, he's going to think I'm not cool because he's going to know I've been in love with him for all these years. But now I just let it fly because I'm yeah. like, okay, oh, those yeah. that dream's well, never going to happen. Yeah, well, also like with this person, I did have like pictures on Twitter and I would tweet him all the time. Yeah. Before I met him, I deleted every single tweet like I that's what I'm saying I yeah. archived every I'm like, single photo know that no because guys like don't want a fangirl yeah I would say now I'm like genuinely I think Griffin Johnson is a total babe and I would <laughs> okay, that's, a, that's not a like that also feels that. like he it followed could happen. me on, he followed me on Twitter yesterday oh. and I was like but like with Griffin though like I just think he's fucking hot he's too young for me but I think he's beautiful he he's sexy gore- he he's sexy. like my type of t and then also logan paul like i'm genuinely like that one i just can't like i just can't i don't know what you guys find no, attractive it, i actually have this like i hope you know i'm posting this to tiktok oh, that's tagging Griffin. no i like legitimately <laughs> yeah. don't care if people know because like i don't care like literally i'm a i i just don't care i don't really care about anything mine right no now i don't really have a social media crush because they're all young yeah, yeah. that's the thing too they um, are young. that's what sucks is like when i was younger and there were social media stars i was like Okay, one day I'm going to be old enough for them, and then you know they we are. and then they fell off, and then now all the stars are like younger. Younger, than yeah. And it's like okay, so I never got to the age where it was like when like Logan Paul comes to this off, so he might fall in love with me. But I I'm think sure to say that <laughs> I think if I was <laughs> young, like I think if I was like like in my 21, yeah, I think I would be more into like the Jaden and the chases. Oh, Jaden Hostler too, because oh, I'm a yes. emo girl at heart. Yeah, or jo- even Josh, like he's hot. He's yeah, so, Josh is hot. They're just so skinny. Yeah. But we would be too. Like I would have been. True. Like if you're child, yeah, they look like big men. When I was 19, I was Josh's size. Like that's was, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I'm talking like back then. Probably Jaden Hostler for me if I was like 19. Yeah, he's so no. fucking hot. I, I would him. be into it because I'm an emo girl. Or Taylor I Holder. Could never he's so see you cute. You being an emo girl. Oh yeah, this I is can. what I mean. People don't know. <laughs> you're an e girl. <laughs> I'm literally an e girl. I, you, no, I see you're your not, little huddy. 
Yeah, no, totally. Shut up. Yeah. Do you know oh what's God. funny, though? Because I grew up with, like, my generation wasn't as into, like, like my generation, our generation, <laughs> is so much more, like, toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. Like, can't be feminine at all. And now that I'm older, I'm like, I think it's really cool that, like, Chase paints his nails. I think and, so, like, too. Dresses cool. Like, now I'm way more into that, but I yeah. was brought up thinking that was weird, I feel. Oh, uh, yeah. You were. Well, like, it totally was. It, it kind of was, and now... Like, I'll tell my parents, like, it's cool for guys to paint their nails, and they just are like, you're joking, right? Yeah, like, they don't get it. And now I'm like, I think if I was young right now, young enough to date someone like that, I would think it was like, I'm like, he expresses himself. There was a TikTok of a girl (laughs) um, making fun of guys painting their nails, and this guy just reamed her, and I was so happy he did. Good. Because he, he was like, you have no right to do that. Like... Yeah, like, what the hell? Painting your nails, because she was like, that means, he pretty, she pretty much was like, insinuating, like, if they paint their nails, they're gay, and like, that's not how it is at all. Also, that's like, so men wrong. are allowed to be feminine. Thank okay, you. Wait, yes. so now that you're watching Love Island UK, you're going to notice how more feminine they are <sighs> in the UK. In terms of, like, and hot. I dated a Canadian in college, and like, mm-hmm. the way him and his friends would interact was nothing like my American friends would do. Oh. They don't have that toxic masculinity thing like Americans. Like, him and his like friends would, like, slap each other's asses and, like, give each other a kiss. Yeah. And you'll notice watching Love Island, they'll kiss on the lips, the boys. Yes. Oh, Tommy, and, yeah, I've seen Tommy yeah, kiss like, a few of the guys. But they're the most, man, they're in... They're into men, they're into women, but they're so comfortable in themselves that they're not like scared to show yeah. their feminine side. And I think that's so much more attractive. Hundred percent. Wait, this brings me to one other point that I've been really wanting to rant about. Ooh, I, love I don't a good know rant. why, but I find it so unattractive on Hinge when guys s- specify that they're straight. Oh, mm. any guy do you know what I'm talking no, any about? Any guy who needs to, it's like, are you sure you are? Any guy, because there's an option now on Hinge where you could put gay, straight. Bisexual, Wait, really? fluid, or nothing. Yeah. Oh, I'm, see, I'm not on a hinge anymore, so I didn't so know that. So I, every now and then, I'll come across a guy's profile, like one out of 15, that has the straight thing. And in my head, I'm like, why are you, like, why do you feel like you need to specify that? Because to me, it's almost more glaring yeah. than if it just said nothing. Well, I my agree. question is, if you are straight and you, like, you're on hinge and you're, you're looking for girls, women, like, isn't that kind of obvious? Yeah. I get if you're not straight. I get, I get if you're bisexual and you want people to know you're bisexual. True. Like, I, that could I be guess maybe I'm wrong, but to me, it just screams toxic masculinity. Yes. Like, they have to be like, no, I'm straight. And they're not confident in their own sexuality. Yes, that's yeah. it. To yeah. me, it shows, like, a lack of, like... I love when a guy's like, that guy's hot. Because it's like, they are confident. They know that they're straight yeah. and they don't, they're okay. Yeah, like, I don't know what hot. it is because if they were bisexual, then I'd be like, yeah, put it on there. But it's more just, like, to me, it makes me feel like... It's like a toxic masculinity I agree. thing. No, I'm I agree with you 100. percent Yeah, I don't know how to describe it. But I love a confident man, and that does not scream confidence. Yeah, no. Yeah, something to me is just like, what are you trying to prove? Yeah, like it's like, okay. No one was doubting daddy you. Daddy issues too. Yeah, no one was like <laughs> thinking like no one was doubting you. Just be yeah. yourself, right? I agree. Um, okay, we were spilling the tea. We got a little topic. Oh, but. Mm-hmm. Back to the Tommy and Jake fight. Yes. Talk about the merch, too. If, are we I, I said that. that. Did you, oh, did you tell me? Oh, oh, my, oh my gosh. You <laughs> I am back. Sorry. Guys, you both need, like, naps. <laughs> I didn't sleep last night. I also have five espresso shots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you want to tell them about your Americano story? So I heard someone, I think, on TikTok be like, I'm going to get a grande Americano. And in my head, I was like, wow, like, that sounds like a badass bitch. Like, I... Only I'm like, can I have like a grande coffee? And I'm like, an Americano. Like, that sounds so fancy, but it just sounds like American coffee. So I've been ordering, I don't even drink coffee. I mainly drink tea. I'm really hyped up now that I'm thinking about it. So 
<laughs> I go to Starbucks so much. <laughs> I go to Starbucks this morning and I'm like, can I do a grande Americano with almond milk? And they're like, sure. So I put on my story. I'm like, I ordered a grande Americano because the person in front of me ordered a grande Americano. I have no idea what it is. Like, why is my coffee American? And like, what did I get? And everyone's like, that's espresso distilled with water. Wait, I didn't even know that. Yeah, no, oh, same. So, so I've been drinking American. Quite a bit, it feels like. Probably like four. Th- regular three. Do you? I think there's three. That's like five. No, cups items of in order. Two. So two shots. But of still, two shots of espresso for someone who doesn't drink coffee regularly. That's a ton. I'm bouncing off the walls. <laughs> <laughs> no Wait. wonder you can't even say Tommy Fury and Molly made one sentence. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like twitching. Um, fight December 18th though. Fight December 18th. Make sure you tune in for both of us. We're going to be spilling the tea more often together. And, um, yeah, I will see you guys next week. It's Thanksgiving. I might do a vlog-style episode. You should. With my parents and my grandma. Yeah, do that'd be it. so Isn't that fun. Because everyone loved that style episode. And I'm like, maybe I'll just get my little Grammy in there. Yeah, I also love your vlog, so that'd be perfect. Um, all right, and guys. I feel like you guys need, you need more of your mom's personality. On oh, yeah. she's yeah. out of And control. your grandma. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. I love you. Thank you for listening. Jordan, thank you for joining me. Thank, I actually, I love this. This was so fun. Thank you for having <laughs> Where me. Where can everyone follow you? Um, so Instagram at Jordan Woodruff, Twitter at Jordan Woodruff, and then YouTube and TikTok are at Jordan Woodnell. Amazing. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Bye.